You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Here's Dr. Kendra Pearson. Okay, Kansas City, you are listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and I'm super excited for our show today because today on our show, I have Drew Manning um, on the show with us, and he is well known for being that fit to fat to fit guy. He's been on Dr. Oz. He's been on Good Morning America. He's a New York Times bestselling author. And so I am truly honored to have you on the show, Drew. Dr. Kendra, thanks for having me. And as always, I have Vince with me, our social media marketing guru. How's it going, Casey? (laughs) So as you guys know, I mean, the reason I do this show is because, you know, the definition of doctor is teacher. You know, my professional training is that I am a chiropractor and I'm a local practicing physician, but Really where my passion lies is educating, motivating, and inspiring Kansas City to be healthy, really um, dismissing those myths that we get told about our health every day, the propaganda in the media that tells us that one thing is healthy and then two weeks later a study comes out and contradicts it. I want to bring the truth, what true health really is, so that you can make informed decisions for yourself, for your family, and really become healthy. I know that you know it's a new year, it's 2019, everybody has... Or most people have resolutions that they're trying to reach, and they have real big whys and reasons why they're doing that. But that's why I'm super excited to have Drew to have you on the show today because the statistically, Americans about January 15th is whenever they fail on their resolutions. This is when they quit, and so this is a good way to help motivate them and inspire them to keep going. And I'm super excited because last night we had a huge dinner with a doc, um, education and dinner and people wanting to get healthy and learning all about health. And we had a great turnout and motivating people. And this is just the icing on the cake. So I'm super excited. First thing mm. I want to do, Drew, is ask you just if people in Kansas City, they may not have heard of you yet. Some of them have. They're super excited to hear from you. But just a fresh start. Can you tell people like who you are and, and what you do? And we can kind of start from there. Yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, uh, most people know me as the fit to fight to fit guy, which is this crazy experiment I did back in 2011, where I was a personal trainer. And I had grown up my entire life in shape. And I grew up playing football and wrestling. I grew up in a family of 11 brothers and sisters. And so I became a personal trainer in 2009. And in 2011, I had this idea pop up in my head because I, ha- I felt like there was a disconnect between <clears throat> between me and my clients. Uh, you know, here I was, someone who had never been overweight, trying to help someone who had been overweight most of their life. And I felt like there was a disconnect. I couldn't understand why it was so hard for them just to do the things I told them to do. Like, hey, here's your meal plans, you know, and here's your workouts. And they would tell me, ah, oh, Drew, you know, I messed up this weekend. I slipped up and, you know, had I ate some food I know I shouldn't have and I didn't go to the gym like he told me to. And I would get frustrated. Like, it's not that hard. You just do it. And, um, anyways, that's what we all love to hear this, as clients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so for me, I felt like I needed to change something. Um, there's something maybe I needed to learn as the trainer. So this idea of getting fat on purpose as crazy and ridiculous as that sounds, it made sense in my mind. And I felt like it was something like I was being called to do. <clears throat> and so I decided to do it and it sounds crazy, but for six months, 
I stopped exercising. I ate a standard American diet of highly processed foods mm-hmm. um, that sometimes are marketed to us as healthy foods, right? Right. Um, I ate things like, you know, white bread and white pasta and juices and granola bars and chips and cookies and crackers and sugary cereals and, and sugary soda, um, you know, for six months straight. And I ended up getting 75 pounds of pure fat in six months. Um, it was pretty crazy transformation if you look at the pictures. Yeah. And then the next six months, I had to walk the walk and lose the weight. And that's why the journey is called Fit to Fat to Fit. Um, and it kind of went viral. And that's what most people know me as. But, you know, there were so many lessons learned. It was one of the most humbling things I've ever done. And I realized just how wrong I was in my approach to trying to help people going through this experience. So I learned a lot of valuable lessons from it. That's crazy. And literally mad respect for that, because that's a huge sacrifice. I mean, for the love of what you do and being able to educate and inspire people, you literally sacrifice your own health in order to help more people. And I mean, that's really scary. I'd ask myself if I would do the same thing. I don't know you know, if I could do that. That's true. Although, you know, if, if you're, I don't know if you're a mom or not, but a lot of pregnant women are like, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had, yeah. I have, I have two little ones. Yeah. And they keep, okay, so, they keep me inspired too. Different. I had a, I had a food baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it would be crazy if you did that while your wife was pregnant. You guys could do it together. <laughs> Actually, she was pregnant at the time. Oh, well, there you <laughs> she go. She was pregnant. Yeah, I'm, oh, my ex-wife. Yeah, uh, we've been divorced for a while now. But, um, uh, yeah, so it was kind of an interesting experience to have her being pregnant and me kind of being pregnant as well. Exactly. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because when you say, like, you gained 75 pounds and you're, you know, you were eating basically the standard American diet, that... To some people, they're like, well, that sounds like fun. But was it yeah. was it fun or what was your biggest challenge in doing that? That's a good question. It was fun for the first little bit. Uh, like the first right? couple of weeks, uh, it was like the sense of freedom. I could go to the grocery store, skip the produce section, go down the cereal aisle where we have hundreds of flavors of cereals and cookies and chips and crackers and Hot Pockets and SpaghettiOs and macaroni and cheese. And, and there's so much variety at the stores and it's it's, 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 it's remarkable. Um, so it, there was a sense of freedom initially, um, but very quickly, about a month in, I started snoring, uh, which affected my sleep, which mm-hmm. affected my mood, which affected my hormones and my energy level throughout the day. Um, I was uh, short of breath walking up the stairs or playing with, with my, my kids. Um, bending over to tie my shoes, uh, I had to like, hold my breath and, or bending over to clip my toenails, <laughs> yeah. all that visceral fat made it very hard to, to breathe. And so very quickly that sense of freedom went away and I started to feel trapped and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this for five more months? <laughs> this is so mm-hmm. hard already. Um, the biggest challenges weren't so much on the physical side. Physically, I knew I was going to get big, you know, uh, you know, big belly and, and love handles. What I wasn't prepared for was how this was going to affect me mentally and emotionally. Right. And that's where the, the biggest lessons were learned. Because if you think about it, my identity was based on what my body looked like. Because I grew up my entire life in shape. So my identity was this fit guy with a six-pack, pretty confident. And now, <laughs> here I was overweight. And so I freaked out. I wanted to go up to strangers and tell them, hey, this isn't really what I look like. I'm really normally in shape. Here's my before picture. This is a, an experiment I'm doing. Go to this website. It'll explain it, but this is not who I am. Um, it was really, really humbling. My self-esteem, my self-confidence. I remember, you know, um, my wife at the time, I would, you know, the lights would be off in certain situations, and I, I didn't want her to see me naked. I didn't want to see myself naked. 
Um, so it was really difficult from a mental and emotional perspective. Wow. I can imagine. I mean, it just, it really helps you understand how your physical being can affect you emotionally and you actually feel, I mean, it's gotta be so difficult knowing what it feels like to, to be healthy and feel good and then feeling like that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's huge. Okay. So let me ask you this. So as your journey to, to get back in shape, then what was your biggest challenge? Um, there's a few of them, but I'll make it really brief. The first thing that I noticed when I went back to fit, you know, I had to do it cold turkey. So one day I ate macaroni and cheese and, and Mountain Dew. And then the next day I was eating green smoothies and chicken and broccoli and kale. Um, I'm, the first two weeks of getting back to fit, eating that food were literally hell. It was, I was so miserable those first two weeks mm-hmm. because my body and mind had become accustomed to those highly processed foods that make you feel good, right? But they give you a crash afterwards. And so it creates this vicious cycle of almost an addiction. And before I used to think people just lacked willpower, right? Hey, just stop drinking the soda, put the junk food down. It's not that hard. My body for those first two weeks uh, was going through withdrawal symptoms that I've never experienced before. And I realized just how powerful the emotional connection to food really is. And I had only done this for six months. Imagine someone who had eaten this way for six years or six decades of their life. And now you're trying to say, Hey, time to change, eat this food. And they're like, it doesn't taste good. I don't feel good. And it's really hard because I have all these cravings (laughs) and um, I want your body fights back as if you're getting off of a drug. So that's what was really eye opening for me. That's crazy. So how did that change how you approached, you know, how did that help you and change what you told your clients to help them get over it? Yeah, the biggest thing was empathy. Um, I I love this quote um, that I tell people I live by now is uh, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And so as a trainer, as a coach, as uh, you know, as a, as a professional trying to help other people, um, if, if you, you could have all the knowledge in the world, all the scientific knowledge to help someone transform, but if you don't know how to connect with them, there's no relatability factor there. It doesn't matter to that person unless they feel like you care about them. And so for me, after going through this experience, it was like a light bulb went off in my head, like, oh, this is what my clients were telling me. And so now I can relate to them and they can better relate to me uh, to where they feel like they're understood and there's that empathy there and they feel like they're respected uh, rather than just saying, hey, just do it. What's wrong with you? It's not that hard. I think if you understand the struggle a little bit more, then they're more willing to listen to what you have to say and the knowledge that you have to give them. And so, yes, my approach is totally different because now I help people on the mental and emotional side when it comes to food addiction and food cravings versus like, hey, just willpower your way through it, which doesn't work. That's awesome. And say, so I think we all have a lot to learn from that. I think that you can just help so many more people by going through what you did, which I <clears throat> just seriously much respect for that. That's awesome. Okay, so we're Thank getting you. ready to come up on a break. If you're just tuning in Kansas City on our show today, we have Drew Manning, who's best known as the fit to fat to fit guy. And he's telling us about his journey, which is really amazing. When we come back, what I want to talk to you more about, Drew, is your book. And also, um, here in Kansas City, we advocate a lot for the ketogenic diet, and I know that you do as well. So I want to help educate some people on that and how you can do it healthy. So, Vince, real quick, do you have anything to say about what's happening in Kansas City? Sure, sure, sure. Of course, we had a great turnout at Fit, Fit for Fabulous last weekend, or oh, yeah. this weekend. We had a lot of great women out there. Champagne served at the door. We had tons of vendors out there. Changed a lot of lives there. We're having a stem cell event on Tuesday in St. Joe, Missouri. If you know of anybody in the area, tell them to RSVP and come see us there. 816-452-4488. Okay, stay tuned.
You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Okay, welcome back, Kansas City. You are listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and in studio I have um, our marketing guru, Vince, on with me. How's it going, Kansas City? And then also, if you're just tuning in, we have Drew Manning, who is best known as the Fit to Fat to Fit guy, and we've been talking to him about his inspirational journey that he went through, and... um, I'm super excited for everyone listening today because I'm actually really honored and weirded out that I'm talking to him. So, <laughs> um, but glad to have you on. Um, so I had this big question that I wanted to ask you um, because, you know, we wanted to talk about the ketogenic diet and living the ketogenic lifestyle and you being a you know personal trainer and in the fitness industry. Um, what made you decide to make that shift because I've talked to personal trainers and they get so stuck in their paradigm of the macros being a, you know, low fat, high protein, having the carbohydrates in there and you have to have insulin spikes to build muscle and lose weight and all of this stuff. What, like, what was that tipping point for you to get you to start looking into keto and understanding it? Yeah, that's a great question. I was listening to a podcast with Dr. Dominic D'Agostino on the Tim Ferriss, pod, uh, the Tim Ferriss show, and uh, he was talking about all the science behind the ketogenic diet. And I kind of realized, like, hey, I'm I'm a self experimenter. Like, I did fit fat fit, which was a crazy experiment. And this keto diet, which I've heard about before, but I never really knew there was that much scientific data behind it. Um, not just for fat loss or weight loss, but for all the therapeutic applications. Um, I decided to to experiment after hearing Dr. Dom on on the Tim First podcast, and I gave it a sixty day you know try. And the thing that sold me wasn't you know I didn't lose any weight, I didn't lose any fat, I was already lean to begin with, and I wasn't doing it to change my body composition, but uh, for me, what sold me was the improvement in mental clarity was like night and day. Uh, my brain had never felt so sharp and the improvement in cognitive function and focus and energy for my brain all day was so, like I said, night and day that I, I've never felt my brain operate like that where I felt so sharp. And um, also going from eating, you know, six to seven small meals per day uh, to keep my metabolism mm-hmm. going and, uh, you know, the low-fat, high-protein carbs for fuel for my workouts, bringing Tupperware containers with me all day long, um, doing that to going to eating one or two meals a day, feeling optimal, my digestion was better, my performance in the gym was just as good, and um, I wasn't a slave to food anymore. And those are the, the two things that sold me on keto, and from there, it kind of took off and I got um, on, I was on the Dr. Oz show talking about the benefits of the ketogenic diet soon afterwards. And then it just kind of keto just exploded in popularity and it just becomes so mainstream now, you know, almost everyone I know is, is trying to do it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I feel like too. Like, and actually it's kind of like a little keto community. Like whenever I'll host like a keto 101 and I'll give people like the building blocks for how to start keto. And I draw these people to me that are like, Oh, thank goodness, a doctor that understands that, you know, what keto is and isn't just demonizing like, you know, the fat that I'm eating and all of that. So let me ask you this. Like, what do you tell people who are um, who think that keto is bad or like, you know, they do they come to you and they say, you know, my doctor said that that fat's dangerous. What do you say? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I, I just tell people, look, it's really, really important to always do your research because you're going to have someone like me trying to convince you that uh, this is healthy for you and that it isn't bad. But then you're going to have someone that's like, no, no, this is bad. It's almost like a religion in a sense where it's like, hey, no, this one's better and this is why. And then other people of other beliefs believe you know, their beliefs and trying to push those beliefs on you, trying to convert you. So my job isn't to really convert people. It's to uh, empower them to at least do their own research, right? To find out for themselves whether or not it's optimal for them. And the only way to know for sure isn't by listening to someone's advice, but by actually doing it and giving it, you know, a good, I would say at least minimum 60 days to see if it's optimal for them and then go from there. Right. And that's actually, that's really great. And I I 100% agree with you on that. People have to do their own research and they have to own it themselves. That's one of the only ways they'll be successful. You can't just have somebody else hold your hand through it. You have to take ownership of what you're doing, why you're doing it, research it yourself. That that is brilliant. That's great. Okay, so let me ask you this. So um, with people, you know, they're wanting to start the ketogenic diet and they're wanting to do this for themselves. What is what's the first thing they should do and to get started? And then second thing is what's the biggest mistake? that you see or pitfall? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, the way I started out was by listening to podcasts, right? Um, digesting all the research uh, that's out there um, to, to find out what, like how it works and, and all the, the what, the why, the how. Um, I also read um, a book, um, Keto Clarity, which was a good starter book for me to understand how it works. So I did the research first. I would recommend people either downloading audiobooks or podcasts or real books to go ahead and get started. And then I even have a blog post about this where, you know, to present some information to your doctor rather than just saying, hey, I want to try keto because the internet told me it's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming to your doctor with um, legit information, right? <laughs> and right. saying, hey, these are some studies. Uh, this is some research I've seen. You know, like, can we, you know, can we at least talk about this and look into this? I've done the research. I think the doctor would be more willing to listen to you versus like, yeah, I read about it on the internet. It's really good. <laughs> so, um that's where I would recommend people getting started. Cool. And then what was your other question? Yeah. So what's the biggest mistake people make that oh, in keto? And people just, uh, just try and wing it, right? They just try and dive into it thinking it's just a bunch of butter, bacon, and cheese all day long. And right. that, that's how you're supposed to do keto. You just cut out the carbs and you'll magically be in ketosis. Um, <laughs> when you find out real, real quick that you know our society doesn't really set you up for a keto lifestyle. You have to kind of go out of your way to make it happen more conveniently uh, because our society is, you know, carbohydrates and protein based, right? And fast food, restaurants. Mm-hmm. If you're like, hey, I want to butter my coffee, you're going to get a weird look from your, your waiter, right? Or <laughs> waitress. So um, you have to be smart about, okay, you know, what do you actually eat then if you're eating mostly fats, right? Um, what does that look like? So, you know, rather than just trying to wing it, you got to like, you know, do some research to find, uh, you know, how to do it optimally, right? Electrolytes are really mm-hmm. important because a lot of people experience the keto flu and they think, oh, I feel awful. So keto's not for me. Um, and that's where the research really comes into play. So I would say, you know, lack of research to, uh, in the beginning is what derails some people. Right. Like preparation is key and just knowing what to expect. I think I have a lot of patients. I advocate this for my patients because it's highly anti-inflammatory. And I have patients that are like that third or fourth day. They're like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. I feel like I'm sick. I got body (laughs) aches. I got a migraine. It's not for me. I'm like, you just got to get past these two days. And then you'll be like, 
in the clear, literally mental clarity, all yeah. of that, which was which is what makes it really awesome. But you just got to prepare and, you know, and educate yourself on what to expect so you don't freak yeah. out and think you're dying from <laughs> <laughs> it's like your body detoxing and literally switching from burning sugar all the time to burning finally fat. burning fat for yeah. fuel, which is which is pretty amazing. Okay, so do you suggest keto? Is it a lifestyle for someone to do long term or should people maybe take some breaks? Um, you know, I think it depends on the person. It can be done long term. I know doctors that have been doing it for years and decades now um, and totally fine, totally healthy. But I think, you know, as humans, we were meant to run off of both sources of fuel, glucose and ketones. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of metabolic flexibility for most people, right? Because uh, what happens is people feel so good on the keto diet after they do it. Then they think, oh, man, I don't ever want to go back to eating carbs again, which can work long term. But it just depends on why you're doing like what's your intention behind that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can feel optimal on both sources of fuel. It's just knowing how and when to use them, right, in certain situations. For me, I like the idea of, of being metabolically flexible to where I can use carbohydrates every now and then if I want to. Um, but it just depends on, what, you know, what's my intention behind it. Maybe I have a hard workout and I'm already keto adapted, so I want to you know, include carbohydrates again. Cause you know, I have daughters and, and mm-hmm. you know, we don't always, they don't always eat keto like when they're at their mom's yeah. house and, and I don't always make them eat keto. We all have so, situations um, in our life where, you know, you may need to, to divert and stuff. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So we're coming up on a break. I'm going to on the verge of going over again. Um, but if you're just yeah. tuning in, we have Drew Manning. So stay tuned because I got more questions for him. You're listening to the wellness advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Welcome back, Kansas City. You are listening to The Wellness Advocate. I'm your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you're just tuning in, this is an awesome show because I have Drew Manning with me, which is the fit to fat to fit guy. You still there, Drew? I'm still here. Awesome. Good. You did, I didn't scare you off. I didn't leave. That's good. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> um, awesome. So, so far today, we, you know, obviously we talked about your journey, which is really amazing how you can, I mean, being fit your whole life and you know, being wanting to be able to understand your clients more, gaining, you know, 75 pounds in six months and then losing. I mean, I seriously props to that. It's a huge sacrifice. I don't think the average person would do it. I actually um, I I do personal training myself, but I don't personal train people. I have a personal trainer <laughs> because I, I'm a huge advocate for um, using the experts where the, not everybody knows everything. Like I'm a great chiropractor. I have a great health and wellness clinic. I, I, I know my lane. And I know a lot about a lot of stuff, but I like to use experts. And um, I was talking to my personal trainer and I was telling her that I was going to have you on. She's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I just, I just don't know. <laughs> I had a question, actually. Yeah. So how long did it take you to take the weight back off? Yeah, it was uh, six months. Six okay. months to gain it and six months to lose okay. it. So it was exactly one year from start to finish. Okay. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, yeah, you didn't dilly-dally. Like, you took care of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it off as soon as possible. Exactly. Okay. Okay, cool. So we've been talking about keto and I know a lot of people may be listening and it's, it's a new year and this may be one of the diets that they want to do. So I just, from your expertise, so what is the basic keto for dummies? What is the ketogenic diet? Yeah, it's basically you're switching fuel sources for your body rather than burning sugar as fuel, which is mostly carbohydrates, right? 
bread, mm-hmm. pasta, rices, grains, cereals that we grew up on here in America for the most part, and you're switching your fuel source to burning fat as fuel instead. So you're, it's a different metabolic state that your body's in uh, where you're able to use fat as fuel. So you're eating high-fat, moderate-protein, low-carb type of diet to be able to switch that over because I tell people the, qu- the quickest way to get into ketosis for almost any human is just to stop eating. If you stop eating today, you will be in ketosis within you know a day or two. And it's just our body's natural uh, backup system, if yeah. you will, to provide you know our brain, muscles, and organs with a fuel source in case there's no food. What the keto diet does is, is mimic fasting in a sense, where it forces your body to produce ketones as an alternative fuel source. Right. Well, it totally makes it may make sense to me because that's that's what I do. But I want people yeah. to know that like it's per, it's perfectly safe and it's it's so ketones is is what your body's going to use for energy instead of sugar, which is probably what it's used to using. But the thing about you know fats broken down into ketones in your body is it's a m- much more sustainable source of energy and actually wonderful for your brain. That's why people experience such good mental clarity as a side effect, not just, you know, losing weight. Um, you know, and like you said, like when you switched to keto, you didn't lose weight because you were already fit when you decided to make that switch. So it doesn't have to be for someone who just wants to lose weight. You can switch to it as a lifestyle just for overall health. Yeah, there's so many other therapeutic applications to the diet that I think are surprised a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of research in, in uh, anti-cancer and anti-aging and longevity and, um, you know, therapeutic applications like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's mm-hmm. and any kind of disease of the brain. There's a lot of research um, that's being done on the ketogenic diet. So I think people come for the weight loss, the fat loss. They, you know, it's the new diet, a fad diet. But, you know, it's been around since the 1920s, right? People with right. epilepsy and seizures, that's where it was first used and noticed uh, the benefits of ketones for your brain, helping people with, um, with epilepsy and seizures, uh, preventing those. So it's really remarkable, and I think people, like I said, stay for these other therapeutic applications, mental clarity, better digestion, uh, anti-inflammation. And so, yes, a byproduct of you know any diet, whether it's keto or not, is weight loss and fat loss. So it can be, be used as, as that, but um, I think there's so many other amazing benefits to the keto diet. Right. It's kind of like this. I tell my patients this all the time. Like, you know, they're like, they want to get healthy and they're like, I think I just need to lose weight. I'm like, you know what? If you get healthy, that will follow. So you're not losing weight yeah. to get healthy. You're getting healthy to lose weight. Kind of yeah. like a, just a shift approach. in, yeah, just a shift in thinking. And um, <clears throat> it's highly anti-inflammatory. And it really, I think what it does is because once you start switch to burning fat for fuel, sugar cravings go away. Like, like you said, you're not a slave to food. Like you can actually, you know, go longer without eating because you have that fuel source and it's really helping them understand the way their body feels. Nothing like, like you said, you use your body as an experiment, which again, I think is huge. If anyone wants to educate somebody doing it for yourself, you know, like you said, Hey, I'm going to experiment with this on myself before I promote it and, you know, and do that. Your body will tell you if something's healthy and then it can help break that mold and shift that paradigm from, Oh, fat is bad. Fat is bad. You need to have low fat. You can actually see that that's good for you. Um, okay. So, what I've heard a lot of people say, like, you know, they'll say, oh, the ketogenic diet is is bad for you or, you know, or that's unhealthy. Is there a way to do the ketogenic diet wrong and a way to do it right? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's different ways to do it. Like I said, when people just don't do any research and just start eating butter, bacon and cheese. Yes, you can stay in ketosis eating those foods. Um, it's just ed- educating yourself on 
healthier sources of fat, for example, right? Like you could stay in ketosis if you drink diet Coke and, and chug the vegetable oil. Uh, but is that the healthiest thing for you? Probably not. No. <laughs> you know, so there's, you know, when people are, think of fats, sometimes they don't really know what that looks like. So, um, you know, healthier sources of fat like avocados and coconut and olives and, and these types of plant-based uh, fats are, are really healthy for you. Also, saturated fats from certain animal meats uh, as so well. Saturated so saturated fat, you can have some, saturated fat is good for you. Yes, but the right we've been taught for so long that yeah. those things are bad for you. It's just getting over that mental block that so many people have been ingrained with since the 70s, pretty much, saying, hey, stay away from fats. And so mm-hmm. now it's like, you know, that's what's so confusing to the consumer is like, hey, we were told for so long that these things are bad. Even certain doctors aren't as educated on this stuff, and they still think that old data is is the end-all, be-all and think you should stay away from fats. But it's just once you get over that mental block and you do it right. and you live it and you realize, okay, I'm not going to die eating a tablespoon of coconut oil, <laughs> you know, you're, you're actually going to be a lot healthier and feel great. So yeah. uh, I think a lot of people just need to change their, their, their mindset and their perception of, mm-hmm. of what is healthy. Oh, yeah. And I will say we've discussed in the past um, with people who want to transition to the ketogenic lifestyle, a lot of them go to like social media to find people to you know, help influence them or follow. We see that there's a lot of misinformation, even from these quote unquote influencers on Instagram that are sitting here eating a triple burger from Wendy's with bacon and mayo and what, you know, and it's, it's <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, a lot of these influencers are, I feel like are almost kind of misleading people a little bit and not providing places to get the good fats. Like you said, Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we need to promote people like Drew and you know, exactly. we just got to get the right information out there and educate people that not everything you see on the Internet is, is real is real or <laughs> true. Yeah. But I mean, speaking yeah. of social media, if our followers would like to learn more about Drew, I would definitely encourage them to give him a follow. It's fit to fat to fit on Instagram and Facebook. And do you have a website that they could find you at, Drew? Yeah. Fit to fat to fit dot com. It's all the same. Perfect. So it's Perfect. like fit with the two. Yeah. 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 Fat to fit <laughs> <laughs> with the two. The number two. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, we are going to be coming up on a break, but there's something, we only have one more segment and just a few more minutes with you, Drew. So when we do come back, I want you to talk about supplements and then it'll go by really fast, I'm telling you. So I want to talk about supplements when we come back and I do want to talk about like, you have a lot of different programs that you offer and I am a huge advocate for investing in your health. So like I said to you earlier, we were talking during the break, like even if you can learn everything on your own, like you can Google all this stuff, you know, you can try to do stuff on your own and it can be quote unquote free. But when you purchase something and you invest in something, that's when you're making a commitment and it's almost like an accountability. So when we do come back, I want you to tell a little bit about what you're going to be, you know, what you have to offer and how they can find that and stuff. But real quick, Vince, I want you to tell them kind of what we're going to be doing in the Kansas City area. Definitely, definitely. So on uh, February 1st and 2nd, we're actually going to be out at the Battle of the Brave. It's a CrossFit competition in North Kansas City at Brave Enough CrossFit. They're expecting between four and 500 athletes that day, as well as three or 400 spectators as well to watch. We're going to be out there that day, Northland Physical Medicine, with a booth. We're going to be doing some fun things with our rehab techs out there with Theraguns and helping you know, break up lactic acid and release muscles and help our help those athletes perform better that day. But then we're also we're going to be talking to them about, you know, how to improve their health and their wellness going forward. So with things like stem cell and how to avoid or how to stay in the gym more and avoid injuries less. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So we do have a couple more minutes. Um, 
So I know that Drew, we we're talking a lot about diet and ketogenic diet, but I know that fitness is a is a big thing for you as well. What is the best like way for people to get started when they want to, you know, try to get you know exercise again if they haven't been exercising? That's a great question. So what I did when I you know was my heaviest during fit to fat. Uh, to fit, uh, you know, I didn't just start off by doing the same exercises I did before. I kind of prepared my body first and foremost uh, before I get went into the gym. So just doing simple things like some core work and some stretching and walking every single day uh, is a great place to start. It doesn't have to look like this bodybuilder routine of three sets of 10, squat, deadlift, uh, bench press. Um, it can be very simple with a lot of body weight exercises to start out um, to make sure your form is correct. And that's where, like you said, investing in maybe a trainer or coach to keep you accountable and to make sure you're doing it with proper form so you don't get injured is a great way to get started. I would recommend people doing that if they haven't worked out in a long time rather than just trying to wing it and then getting injured. And, you know, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a huge advocate for, for personal trainers because that is their job. That is their knowledge. And I, as a chiropractor, I don't like people getting hurt. So I want to make sure you're doing things correctly and I use a personal trainer myself, even though I'm a chiropractor, I have all kinds of knowledge in exercise science. I know everything about the body and muscle attachments and how to do things correct. I still don't always do it correct. She corrects me all the time. So invest in your health. I do it. So as we uh, come up on this break, Kansas City, if you're just tuning in, we have Drew Manning. We have one more segment with him. So I want to get the best out of it. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I know you hear my cry. Your love is lifting me above all the lies. No matter what I face this, I know in time. Okay, welcome back, Kansas City. You are listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you're just tuning in, we have Drew Manning with us, which he is best known as the fit to fat to fit guy. And he might be one of the biggest celebrities we've had on the show. Yeah, I would I, agree. I know, because you've been on like Dr. Oz, been on like Good Morning America. You got your Amazon best-selling New York Times book, Fit to Fat to Fit. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited to have you on. So, And I know we've been talking about your journey. And um, listen, Kansas City, like if you know somebody that is wanting to change their lifestyles, wanting to lose weight, wanting to get healthy, wanting to do keto, um, have them go to iTunes and listen to this podcast again. You Definitely. listen to it again. There's so much great information that, Drew, you have been able to give Kansas City. So I really, truly appreciate it. Um, what I want to ask you, because I know we talked about your journey. We talked about a little bit about the ketogenic diet. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is I know you advocate for supplementation, and I do too, especially when you're, when you're on a diet. And, and here in America, we don't get the vitamins that we need in, in our food that we have. As best as you can try, you don't always get what you need. So, And I, I do know that there are certain supplements that it would be good to take when you're on the ketogenic diet. What is the best ones that you recommend? Yeah, that's a great question. And first and foremost, let me just say this about supplements is, you know, I'm the owner of my own supplement company, but I'll tell you right up, uh, up front that, you know, supplements are just a, a small piece of the puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, oh, I can't afford supplements, so I'm not going to even try this lifestyle. So you can see benefits and get results even without supplements. But like you said, you know, we are a society of convenience, especially here in America. We're on the go. We're 
you know, pressed for time all the time. And so supplementation, you know, it just helps living that lifestyle more convenient. And so if you can make that lifestyle more convenient, you're more likely to sustain it and live it over the long term. So for me, supplements is, is really important, especially on keto. So the, mm-hmm. the reason most people feel the keto flu is usually an imbalance of electrolytes. So they're not drinking enough water and they're not replenishing sodium, potassium, magnesium, mostly uh, back in their diet, which makes them feel, you know, lightheaded or dizzy sometimes or cramping or lack of energy or brain fog in the beginning. So even just supplementing with something like, you know, uh, real salt, for example, right. uh, not table salt. I'm not a big fan of table salt. Mm-hmm. I like real salt that has the trace minerals still intact. Uh, so pink Himalayan salt, there's a company here called in Utah called Redmond Real Salt that comes from a, a mine that's unpolluted. Uh, so supplementing with that and then maybe uh, potassium and magnesium if you need it, which you can get at any local drugstore, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Super cheap. Um, but then other supplements that I've seen help out a lot are things like exogenous ketones or BHBs, which help right. uh, kind of what I tell people is it puts you in a stimulated version of ketosis that floods your body with a bunch of ketones that your body then learns how to use as an, as an alternative energy source. And I've seen that help a lot of people out during the transitionary phase. Uh, when they're adapting to keto, um, but it's also great as a brain boost, as a you know, as a wor- as a pre workout. Even though some of them have stimulants, some some of them don't. I've seen that uh, help people out um, transition into the ketogenic diet, and um, and th- there's a bunch more, but I'll just keep it simple with those to start. Yeah, that's very good. So I'm a huge advocate. We actually did a whole show on salt and uh, how t- you know table salt's bad, and you know doctors tell people to. You know, you have to reduce your sodium intake. So they're like, I never eat salt again. I'm like, ah, you can't do that because you kind of need, you know, the minerals that's in that. And I use Himalayan sea salt on everything. I even put it in my water and drink it just to to, to get those minerals. Um, and exogenous ketones, too. I, I take exogenous ketones almost every day. Um, just because, mm-hmm. you're right, it's good for energy. It does help my patients get over that, the keto flu, because um, it gives you those ketones to burn for energy, helps with workout. Um also, there's one thing I was like, what do I want to say about ketones, which I think is really good. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. think of it later. It'll pop in my brain later <laughs> I'll have to jump on and say it. Um, okay, so your your supplement line, how can people find it or get that if they want to look into it and purchase it for themselves? Yeah, completewellness.com. And all of our supplements are keto-friendly. We have things like MCT oil powder that you can add to your coffee or oh, tea or smoothie. Um, just to help, you know, MCT oil would probably be another supplement that you can supplement with to help boost ketone levels naturally, um, to help you feel, you know, more optimal on the ketogenic diet. It's great for your brain. Um, and so, uh, I'm a big fan of MCT oil. Uh, then also we have things like probiotics and, and greens, which is really important getting in your micronutrients. Um, I'm a big fan of getting in your micronutrients, especially on the ketogenic diet for people right. that don't like their veggies. Um, but yeah, just completewellness.com. That's perfect. Sometimes it's hard to get in a lot of vegetables on the ketogenic diet, especially if you're not used to it. So supplementing with yeah with yeah. greens, that's perfect. That was one thing I wanted to say about keto- exogenous ketones is it curbs uh-huh. your appetite because ketones yeah. naturally regulate the hormone ghrelin, which makes you hungry. So as you're starting to get into you know trying to change your lifestyle, I mean, it's that willpower thing. So I feel like they help boost my willpower throughout the day a lot of times. So I'm a huge fan of that. Okay, so like I was saying earlier, um, you know, if you're wanting to change your lifestyle, you're going to make 2019 different. You're like, I'm making a commitment. I am. I want to try out this whole ketogenic diet thing, see how it makes me feel. I'm a huge advocate for investing in it. So even if you know you can look this stuff up, up, up on your own or you can try to do it on your own, 
you need that accountability. And I know, Drew, that you have a lot of resources to help people do that. So what are the what are the things, the packages that you have? So I know you may have a few. And then what do you think is the best one for someone that's like just fresh getting started? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, the studies show you're five times more likely to follow through with something that you spent money on, right? Mm-hmm. So if you invest money in something, you're more likely to follow through with it versus if it's just free. So, um, you know, what, what I'm really uh, known really well for recently is my 60-day keto jumpstart program that's been downloaded over 200,000 times. Um, and so it's very popular. It's a great intro to the ketogenic diet at a very beginner level. It's a it's an EDF. It's a P book. Uh, sorry, it's an ebook or a PDF that's emailed to you. Um, that you know has 60 days of meal plans and recipes and workouts that go along with it. But then on top of that, accountability is you know you can be added into my private Facebook group where I do a bunch of Facebook Live, answering your questions, helping you tweak it. Uh, customize it to you. And plus you have the support of thousands of other people going through the same process as you with right. similar questions and similar experiences. And there's something about um, a group like that where you uh, have a safe space to share your struggles and ask your questions without feeling stupid or attacked or looked down upon. And you have people that you've never met before cheering you on, hoping that you, you're successful. And it's amazing to see the support that people give to each other. So uh, my 60-day Keto Jumpstart program is available at keto.fittofettofit.com. And like I said, it's, it's wildly popular. It's been downloaded over 200,000 times. And um, it's, uh, I think that's a great place to get started. But mm-hmm. in February of, of uh, February 12, 2019, I'm super excited to uh, announce my new book called Complete Keto Launches. And awesome. it's available for pre-order on Amazon right now. And, uh, yeah, it's my new and updated version of, of keto, how I do keto today, plus tying in all the mental, emotional lessons that I've learned from fit to fat fit. And over the years, um, kind of combining the mental and emotional side of transformation with a ketogenic approach. That's awesome. So, okay. I'm super, I know we're coming up to the end, but I just want to say that I feel super humbled and blessed to have you on the show, Kansas city. If I strongly suggest you follow Drew, follow him on Instagram, follow him on Facebook, get a hold of his keto um, quick start, his 60-day program, his new book coming out. I'm super thankful. Vince, you got something real quick? Yeah, I was just going to encourage our listeners to, of course, list, download this podcast or download the podcast on iTunes. Of course, look back at our past podcast. We did one on intermittent fasting and ketogenic diet before as well. So those are just great tools to help you get started. Okay. So thank you so much, Drew. Um, thank you, Kansas City. I love and appreciate you all. I can't tell you how honored I am to have this show and be blessed to motivate, inspire, educate our community on a daily basis. Had a blast uh, this past week in Kansas City doing our Dinner with the Doc, doing our Fit for Fabulous. You got to look out for us on Facebook and Instagram and meet me in the public educating. Thank you so much, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.